Good to see you guys. I told our worship team this morning I missed them. I missed you guys too. Uh, we were, I was away, I, I'm sure you know. Uh, we, it was my 60th birthday last week. And so my wife, thank you. My wife planned a family trip. We took all our kids and all our grandkids to Hawaii, and we spent my 60th there together. It was really, really a, a great time, great fun. I did miss you guys, but not that much. I'm just, I'm going to be total disclosure there. I missed you a little bit. I thought about you, okay? Sunday morning as I was laying there tanning, I thought about you. Um, I'm going to try to teach this morning. We got home late last night, and I, I did bring a little cold back from Hawaii with me, believe it or not. But I'm going to do my best. Uh, I, I have been working on a little series that I call Gifted, and it really is dealing with some of the gifts of the Spirit that sometimes get overlooked. Okay, we kind of talk a lot about the ones in Corinthians, uh, spiritual gifts, but there's other gifts, and I want to look at those. If you recall, just by way of review, we talked about the gift of hospitality, uh, the love of the other, and how important that is in the life of the church, just to, to love other people and to love people that are different than ourselves and to break through some of the social construct and social barriers that we put up around uh, each other. You know, today our world is just so... Um, segmented. It's political, and it's racial, and it's gender and age, and there's all these divisions and boundaries. And I I just believe the heart of God is just to blast through those things and help us to love uh, people that are different than ourselves. And so we talked about that a little bit. Uh, If you recall, a couple weeks back, I said that hospitality is the most vital and needed gift in the 21st century for the church. And and I, 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 I... I believe that firmly, but what I want to say today uh, as, we, as we transition, and I don't know what happened to my, I'm kind of off track here. Uh, we transition this morning, I want to talk about encouragement, and I think this, as, as vital and important as hospitality is, the gift of encouragement is equally powerful and equally important in the life of the church. It, it, I, I've been thinking about it a lot. And realizing that encouragement is, is an easy thing to do. It's a little thing if you remember to do it, but it has big impact. It can really make a difference in the life of another person. When I was uh, young in my previous life, I was a gardener. And I've shared this story before, but I'll share it again because uh, it, was, it was so meaningful to me in that, that particular time. Uh, so I had a, a, a truck with stuff in it and a route, and I would go around and take care of people's lawns. And it was a job that I really, really actually loved a lot, I, I, something about making things grow. I, just, I don't know. I still love gardening and planting and growing. And, and uh, so I would take care of people's lawns, and John Wimber was one of my clients. John is the uh, founder of the Vineyard Movement and pastor of the church, Don, and I grew up in it, for those of you that don't know. And, and every week I would go to John's house and take care of his lawn and plant flowers and that kind of stuff. And and uh, I probably did John's lawn for, I don't know, six, seven, eight year period of time while I was in business. And uh, rarely was he ever home. I never saw him. He was always gone somewhere. So I just do the lawn. And on one particular day, uh, I was having a, one of those days. You know what I mean? Just not good. Things were, nothing was good. Everything was bad in my life. I couldn't tell you today what was bad. I just remember it was bad. It was all bad. I was down and negative and not having a fun time. And on that particular day, I, I pulled in. John had kind of a semicircular driveway, and I pulled in and parked my truck. And immediately the door opens, and he walks out of the house and very deliberately walks directly over to my truck and leans in on the window. 
And he's leaning in my window about two inches from my face. And he goes, how you doing? I go, not good. And I kind of whined for a minute or two and sang the blues to him. And he goes, well, you know, you're doing the right thing. And I go, what? And he goes, yeah. He goes, a lot of times when you feel like that, what you want to do is pull the covers over your head and stay in bed all day. He goes, but what you really need to do is put your shoes and socks on and go to work. He goes, that's the best thing you can do. He goes, and you're doing it. And you'll get better. He goes, and pray. Just pray. Pray in the Spirit. Pray all day if you have to. And I'll tell you what, it'll lift. I'm like, okay. He goes, see you later. And he walks back in the house, you know. And I'm like, who was that masked man? Um, But, you know, he was right. I got out of the truck, and I already felt better. And I I, uh, started my lawnmower, and I started going up and down and mowing and praying. And within minutes, it was just, you know, it was gone. It felt good. And it was just a little thing, just a little, probably a two-minute conversation. And it it changed my day and probably my week. So uh, this morning, I I do want to talk about the gift of encouragement and talk about a a guy in Scripture named Barnabas, uh, the son of encouragement. So let's pray and ask God to bless that. Lord, we just uh, we want to be a people of encouragement. We want to really lift each other up in your name. So I pray this morning you would inspire us and encourage us to do that. In your name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> Not only is uh, encouragement one of, I think, the more vital and powerful gifts, it's also one of the most referenced. I would encourage you later on your own. I'm going to go through quite a few verses pretty quickly today, but do a little study if you... Man, I, I, I love... I love technology sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes I do. But when I was growing up, we had a thing called a concordance. Anybody remember a concordance? Yeah, it's actually a book with all the Bible verses in it, and you could look them up, and it was, it was really helpful and useful. And now you go to, like, Bible Gateway or something, and there's a search engine. It's not a concordance. You just put the word in, and boom, they all pop up. And it's so fast and fun and cool and so easy. So uh, if you just... Look, just write, write encouragement in there and read through those verses. I tell you, that'll lift you up, just reading through them. But we're going to look at a few today. Um, in, in Romans chapter 1, there is a list of gifts of the Spirit uh, that are mentioned here, including encouragement. It says, For by the grace given to me, this is Paul writing, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. Amen. But rather, think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. That's so great. Whatever faith you have today is what faith you walk in. You don't have to worry about, I don't have much faith. You walk in what faith you have, and God will will give you a little more. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, And each member belongs to all the others. Paul uses the metaphor of the body very often when talking about the church. And it's such a great illustration. It really is. Because when you think about it, your body is is one. It's united. and, And yet all the parts function differently. They do different things. 
uh, but they work together. And we have systems within our body, right? We have a respiratory system and a cardiovascular system, and those systems work together. And I was thinking about the life of the church, and I thought, well, we have the worship team. That's a system. That's one team, one group of people. We have the prayer team. That's another team, another group. Children's ministry, that's another group. But they all work together. They fit together. And when they fit well, when everything's working, when they're all doing their job, it's amazing. When they're not one part's not doing its job, things start to break down, don't they? Uh, when somebody has to run in here and say, can you come teach Sunday school really quick because the person that was supposed to do that didn't show up today, then things begin to break down. But when everybody does their job, it's, it really is a, a, a fun and an exciting thing. And everybody does something different. And every one of us has something to bring to the table. That's really the point of this whole series, to say that whoever you are, whatever you do, however you function, you have a contribution to make to the whole that really helps us to flow together as a people. We have different gifts according to grace God, grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So it it may be that some of you may have thought of some of those things before, but not considered them spiritual gifts, but they really are. Uh, Right here, Paul lists them as gifts. These are gifts of the Spirit. Teaching is clearly a gift. How many of you have ever seen that bumper sticker that says, if you can read this, thank a teacher? Well, you should have seen it. It's good. Uh, It's true. It's true. If you you couldn't read it, then you couldn't thank a teacher, could you? Uh, uh, It's true. You know, I am so, I'm one of those people that really believes that that teachers are some of the unsung heroes of our culture, our society today. I mean, I feel like teachers work harder and and contribute more to, to society than almost anybody, and they get less credit and less pay than most everybody else, you know. And I think about rock stars and athletes that are making $17 million a year, and these teachers are just working their tails off building this next generation of people for 25000 or whatever they get. And I just go, there's something wrong with this picture. But nonetheless, it, it, it's a gift of the Spirit. And if you've ever had a teacher that has the gift of teaching, you know what I'm talking about. Because there are some teachers that are just magic, and they make it come to life. And it is, it's, a, it's a really a beautiful thing to be a part of and to watch. And it's a really wonderful thing to be able to sit under that when you have a teacher like that. So I'm thankful for teachers. Giving is a gift. Did you know that? If that's your gift, do it generously. Thank you. Love that. Uh, encouragement is also a gift. It's a gift of the Spirit to bring encouragement to other people. And like I said, it's a simple little thing, uh, but it really has an impact. I shared this a couple weeks ago, I'm going to share it again, because it was one of those things that, in my mind, wasn't really that big of a deal, but I found out later it was. So I I told you, when we were in Nicaragua a few weeks ago, we laid hands on and prayed for a young woman named Martha uh, to to, uh, ordain her as a pastor at one of our newest churches there in country. Martha is 29 years old, she's a single woman. And so really, in a Latin American country, that, that's three strikes against you as far as being a pastor, okay? You're young, pastors there are old, you're a woman, pastors there are men, and you're single. And so that really is three strikes against you. Uh, but 
A couple years ago, I was introduced to Martha by a, a, a guy we know there, and I really believed in my heart that she has a, a gift, a calling on her life to pastor. So we talked about it, and, and at first she was very, very reluctant. She, because of those things, she didn't see herself as a pastor, but she kind of grew in that. So over the last couple years, I've seen her several times uh, in different capacities, and every time I see her, when I run into her, I call her pastor, pastor. And uh, I didn't realize the impact that was making on her. But after we prayed for her and installed her as the pastor of this church, she said, you know, I, I, I didn't think I was capable or qualified to do this. I didn't think God would let me be a pastor, even though that's what was in my heart to do. She goes, every time I saw Glenn, he would say, pastor. And she goes, I just started to believe it. And so I was able to bring encouragement into her life just by that simple little thing. I mean, you, you know, I, didn't, I, never, I never thought it was that big of a deal. I was just trying to, you know whatever. But anyway, uh, Paul's letter to Philemon. Uh, do you, I don't know if you guys remember this uh, particular letter. Paul is writing to ask Philemon uh, to do something for him, to, to receive back this young man that was a runaway slave. And it's a, it's a, it's a big thing he's asking for. Uh, he's, he kind of butters him up first. I love his approach. He says really nice things. And then, by the way, would you do this? Uh, but in the nice part at the beginning, he says, I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers because I hear about your love for all his holy people and your faith in the Lord Jesus. I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people. Here's an interesting thing. Encouragement can be indirect. You know that by doing what you do, in one capacity, you can encourage somebody else that's not even involved in that. And I'll give you an example. And he's not here today, and so I won't embarrass him publicly. But for uh, 20 years... In the life of this church, Doug Martz has been back teaching our kids. And week after week, month after month, year after year, and, and, and here's something for me. Doug taught my kids in Sunday school, and now he's teaching their kids in Sunday school. And I just go, man, that is something. And so I am deeply encouraged by Doug, even though I've never been in his Sunday school class uh, I've, I've never, you know, he, he's never taught me directly, uh, except once or twice when we've had him dress up in here and do a little story. But, uh, but I have been greatly encouraged by what he does as he's doing what he does with somebody else. And so by you just doing what you do, um, you have the opportunity to encourage other people. It's, it can be indirect. It's not even always direct. So I just think that's a, a, a beautiful part of the gift of encouragement that we can lift each other up. Uh, the whole book of First Thessalonians is really a, it's a book of encouragement. But here's just a few examples from throughout the book. Uh, we sent Timothy, who was our brother and co-worker in God's service and spreading the gospel of Christ, to strengthen and encourage you in your faith. So they, they, they just sent Timothy his task. And, and here, this is a we should learn this. This is a good lesson. We, got, we have to go, and we're going to teach this big thing, and we're going to do this big thing. Timothy just went to encourage him. You know, I, I, I really have found a... I've, I've tried to learn that lesson in my ministry in Central America. I used to go and feel like we had to 
do some training and equipping and do big things and put stuff on. I found the best thing I can do when I go there is put my arm around people and go, good job. Man, way to go. Awesome. You guys rock. And this last trip we were on in Guatemala and Nicaragua, I was, that's all I did for about two weeks was just go, man, you guys rule. This is, you guys are so awesome. And I felt like uh, we really had an impact, and I was able to just bring life and, and encouragement. Um, that's, that was Timothy's whole job, to go and encourage him. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in all our distress and persecution, we were encouraged about you because of your faith. Again, indirectly, they heard about their faith, and they were encouraged by it. Encourage one another with these words. Encourage one another and build each other up, just as, in fact, you're doing. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak and be patient with everyone. Um, Sometimes, you know, we encourage people with words. We can speak encouraging words. And, and those can be a blessing. Um, sometimes we don't even have to say anything to be encouraging. And our presence is enough. His exhortation here is to encourage the disheartened. How many of you have ever had a friend who was disheartened? Come on. Uh, we probably all have at some point friend who is struggling, a friend who's going through a hard time. Maybe it's a little bitty hard time, or maybe it's a big hard time, you know. Uh, it could be either, either or. And sometimes, and I won't ask you to show hands on this one, we shy away from entering into that situation because why? We don't know what to say. And I will confess today that I have been guilty of not entering into someone's pain and not joining them because I didn't know what to say. I didn't believe I had words. You know, you think, well, uh, I, I know what you're going through, but the truth is I don't know what you're going through. You know, you think of all these things you could say. And you say but here's the thing. I, I, the power of presence, I think sometimes... We can encourage somebody just by being there with them in the midst of something, and we don't have to say anything. I'll tell you, what, you know what one of the most encouraging things you can do in the world is? A hug. A hug can be an encouraging thing. Amen? Amen. Yeah, you just give somebody a hug, and you don't say nothing. You just give them that hug, and, and, and all of a sudden somebody's there with me. And that can be a, a, a deeply, deeply encouraging thing. Hebrews chapter 3. Oh my word, are you kidding me? Look at that. Where did the time go? Uh, See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. I want to say this, um, that... There is a gift of encouragement, and I believe certain people, in the same way certain people are gifted to prophesy or to have words of knowledge or to pray for healing, I believe there are certain people that are gifted uh, to encourage others, and that's their gift, and that's what they do. That's their ministry, is to be an encouraging person. But that said, I also think that none of us are really off the hook that all of us have opportunities, whether that's our gift or not, to be able to bring encouragement into the lives of other people all the time. 
So here's what we're going to do. I'm actually going to close now, uh, and we'll, we'll finish this next week. But before I close, I want to do this. I'm going to throw down the gauntlet. Uh, all the, you know, there's all these challenges going out, the 30-day challenge and the ice bucket thing, and there's some positivity challenge going on right now. I don't even know what they all are. I can't keep up with it. Here's my challenge to PVC this week is seven days of encouragement. I challenge you to say, do one encouraging thing a day the next week, from today till next Sunday. Just one encouraging thing. Just think about it. Make a sticky note and put it on your forehead. Um, do whatever you have to do. And just, it doesn't have to be anybody in particular. It could be somebody you know, somebody you don't know. It can be, I just say, you know, encourage your barista. I'm always, I, you know, just, uh, just do, it, do an encouraging thing for somebody this week every day. And see what happens. See what happens to you. See what happens in the life of the church. See what happens to those other people. Okay, all right, let's stand.